translation my heart explodes with praises to you now and forever my heart bows in worship to you my king and my God every day I will lift up my praise to your name with praises that would last throughout eternity Lord you are great and worthy of the highest praise for there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and declare more of your glory. Your magnificent splendor and the miracles of your majesty are my constant meditation. Your awe-inspiring acts of power have everyone talking. I'm telling people everywhere about your excellent greatness. Our hearts bubble over as we celebrate the fame of your marvelous beauty bringing bliss to our hearts. We shout with ecstatic joy over your breakthrough for us. You're kind and tenderhearted to those who don't deserve it. Been very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. God, everyone sees your goodness for your tender love is blended in everything that you do. I will praise you, Lord. Let everyone everywhere join me in praising the beautiful Lord of holiness from now throughout eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together this morning.
you father thank you for your goodness God Now 
to me God you're so Hallelujah. Great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. 
Oh, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on our earth, in this church, in our lives, as it is in heaven. Oh, God, we trust you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You are faithful. Oh, you're faithful. Jesus, just want to speak your name. I say, wait patiently on the Lord. And so some of you have been waiting a long time and you're growing weary and you feel like the waiting is too much. I want you to look at it this way. Perhaps your waiting is God's preparation for future service. Perhaps your waiting is not useless. It's not a time to give up. It's a time to press in and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm so thankful for his goodness today. And I want to encourage you to think about how good God is. Uh, and to remind you that the greatest manifestation of his goodness was his son, Jesus Christ. Do you believe that this morning? Say that with me. The greatest manifestation of God's goodness was Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him need not perish but have everlasting life. So we're going to speak that name right now. We're going to glorify that name. We're going to magnify and exalt the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We speak your name, Jesus. Jesus. He's the greatest manifestation of God's goodness. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break. Believe that this morning. Believe that this morning. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Speak his name. 
Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. Jesus for my family. Jesus for my family. Jesus for my family. Jesus for my Oh, my 
cry out, Father God, to our government, to our to our this great land, Father, that the people just come in line in, in the name of Jesus, Lord, and give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your your name and lift you up and we thank you that you will receive that praise and glory and honor and the spirit with which we gave it we cannot even praise you without the help of the holy spirit so we just say thank you father be pleased to accept our sacrifice of praise and our willingness to give glory and honor to the name that is above every name everybody said a big amen amen and you may be seated in his presence and children's church may be dismissed
Father and Judge, in this word today, we want to thank you that every word spoken was true. We thank you that we do need to focus on you to give you glory and honor. We want to thank you that even though um, dark days are coming and it's going to get darker and darker, grace will abound more and more. Where the, even though darkness abounds, grace will much more abound. So we thank you for this reminder today to keep our eyes on you and to remember to speak Jesus to every situation. For this we give you praise and glory. And everybody said amen. Welcome to Northview Harvest Ministries. It's good to see all of you here today. We're glad to see our faith family, our faithful um, attenders every Sunday. But we also want to give a big shout out to any first time attenders. So if this is your first time attending Northview Harvest Ministries, if you would raise your hand, our ushers are coming forward, and they have a little um, card for you to fill out. And after service, we will have a gift for you. If you'll take it to the Welcome Center. Do we have any first-time attenders? I see one back there. Let's give her a big hand for being with us this morning. Let's take that card to the Welcome Center in the foyer, and we have a gift for you today. Thank you for being here. We also want to give a big shout-out to our online congregation we know that there are many opportunities for many different ministries to watch, and we just thank you for joining in with us, so let's give them a big hand as well. Yes. A couple of announcements for you. There will be prayer tonight at 6, but it will be in the children's church room. There's going to be something going on in here, so it will be in the children's church room. Also, y'all have enjoyed all the decorations for this month. Well... If you brought these, if you brought helmets or jerseys or anything, we need you to get those today. Okay, this is the last Sunday we're going to have these out, so make sure you get your stuff. Okay, and um, what's not being used right now, some of it is out in the foyer. So just make sure you get that, okay? So it's time to give. Y'all don't act very excited about that. It is time to give. Yes. You know, giving is just as much ministry to the Lord as our worship time, as the ministry time from the Word. So we're excited to be able to sow into the kingdom of God. Who knows that you can't lose that way? Who loves the way God's economy works? You give and He gives back more and more and more. But not just in your finances when you give money. He blesses you in every area of your life. We were talking in our class this morning. I filled in for Brother Danny, and I said, you know, a lot of people judge a successful Christian by what they have materially. That is not how you judge. If that were the case, then we would say people overseas that suffer are not blessed. Right? Right? We're blessed to live in this country and all the opportunities that God's blessed us to give, but they're just as blessed as we are. Guess what? They get to go to the same place we're going to one day. Amen? So as you give today, remember that you are sowing into good ground. You're sowing into good ground. I'm thankful for a ministry where the leaders are good stewards of God's money. Amen? So if you need a tithing envelope, if you'll raise your hand, our ushers will give you one now. We thank you for all your giving. We thank you for those of you that give online. We have several ways that you can give. You can notice that on the screen. We just thank you so much for pouring into the house of God. So if you will stand and prepare to give, and our ushers will be coming forward to get ready to receive that offering. I say it a little fast sometimes, and they're trying to get up here and catch up with me. Sorry, guys. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> he said they need roller skates. So we're going to ask you to come forward and give as our praise team plays for you. Let me hear somebody say, the other one, brother. Let me hear somebody say, God is good. Say this name, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. Say this name, El Shaddai. The all sufficient one. Now we live in a world where there's some messed up folk and there's some messed up systems. We live in a nation today that is screaming increasing rates of interest, inflation, and recession. And can I tell you, we can't blame Republicans nor Democrats for that. What we've got to blame is fallen humanity living in a messed up world. <clears throat> but to the born-again child of God, the scripture says we are born again of our Father in heaven. And the scripture says we're just sojourners, we're just pilgrims passing through here. So while I'm in this world, I am not of this world. I am a citizen of another country. I have a United States passport so that I can travel, but my citizenship is in heaven. And in heaven there are no recessions. There are no interest rates. There is no borrowing. There is no inflation. The scripture says, Paul prayed over the church at Philippi, I believe it was, he said, and my God shall supply. Not, he's not praying, I hope God does. He said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. So we line ourselves up today with the economics of heaven. And we pray that God would demonstrate the economics of heaven through our life 
in the economics of this world. There may be a recession going on or not. I don't know. I don't care because I'm not going to participate in it. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for your provision. We pray that you would show yourself strong in behalf of your people. And God bless the seed. We pray you honor the tithe. You said you would rebuke the devourer, open the windows of heaven wide, and pour out blessings that we could not receive. That's what you said. That's not what I said. I'm just taking you at your word. So I pray that you meet all of our needs today. And, Lord God, we thank you that when we delight Ourself in the Lord, you give us the desires of our heart. So our hope is in you and our trust is in you. In the name of Jesus, somebody give the Lord a praise and you can be seated. All right, look around at about three or five people and tell somebody you're glad to see them today. Would you do that? We're just going to make a little. Uh, few little adjustments in here. And uh, Jonathan, we're going to use this mic for just a few minutes, and then I'm going to switch up. Thank you, Mr. Joshua. I'm going to back that up just a little bit because we got some folk coming up here to talk. They're not as thin as I am. I didn't say you were less thin or more thin. I just said you're not as thin as I am. How many of y'all have been enjoying this series for the month of September game day? It's time to suit up. So as I often say, there is a method to my madness. Mm, don't say anything. So for several weeks, couple of months now, and really all through this year, I have been dropping here and there this word engage. That we've got to be engaged in the work of the ministry of the kingdom. That means we need to be engaged in our local church, but we also need to be engaged with the Holy Spirit when we are at work outside this building, at school, in your neighborhood. Lord, you really got to be engaged with the Holy Spirit in Walmart. That's the gospel, Pastor Faye. Is that what you said? <laughs> but with this word engage, we started back last month. We spent a Sunday. We called it Engage Sunday. And I had some folks come up from our junior children's church, our children's church, and nursery. And they came up here and shared their heart and some passion. And, uh, and we gave you an opportunity to sign up in those ministries. And, and so far... This month in this game day series, we've had some other ministries come up and had some spokespersons from those ministries come up and share and, and give you an opportunity to sign up to get more information about these ministries. So today, we're going to do that same thing to wrap this thing up. And we're going to have Mr. Allen, who is going to be representing our ushers and our security teams. Mr. Rolando, who is going to be a spokesperson for uh, our tech side of the ministry, which includes sound, media, all the projection stuff, uh, which will be more projection stuff when our new projectors come in in October, and also our live stream ministry, which there's like 20-something people on right now. Well, should I say 20-something households? So, and also Pastor Kim is going to come up and represent our care 
team ministry. So you three folks, come on up here, stand up here where I'm at, and uh, we'll let you guys share your heart. And also, there's a table out in the foyer that's gonna have a sign-up sheet for each one of these ministries that these folks are gonna represent. You can sign your name and contact information, and, you, and that's you saying, that's not saying, hey, I'm, I'm ready to jump in, but it's saying, hey, I want some more information, and somebody will contact you. Also, there's a sign-up sheet. There's a pursuit conference going up, going on next Friday evening, Saturday morning up to Saturday afternoon at Cross Point Church that we are co-hosting that with them. We're co-working it. They're hosting it. Uh, our priests of praise are going to be leading the worship. Michael and Mandy Hunt, we're going to have breakout sessions on Saturday morning. Michael and Mandy are heading up one of those breakout sessions. So check that out. Sign up for that. There's going to be free lunch on Saturday. Mm-hmm. There's a sign-up sheet for a new members class that's going to be going on October the 5th. So uh, who's coming first? You, you guys going to let Shiv Ruby alive? Y'all going to send Miss Kim up first? I know if we're going to do that, it'll go alphabetically. It's good to have Miss Kim back home. She says she was just gone overnight. But I need to get home and clean the kitchen up just a little bit. So after church, I need y'all to talk to her for a little while, all right? Won't take but a minute. Well, good morning again. I'm here to present to you our care ministries um, here at Northview. And we have many ways for you to get involved. We have care teams, and we have leaders of the care teams. We have care team members, and they are the ones who target our first-time attenders. They are the ones who are here to welcome new attenders to Northview. So it's a very, very, very important ministry. It's very important. It's important that the people that approach our first-time attenders who talk to them, who call them during the week, that they are loving and welcoming and letting these people know we're excited that they are being a part and coming to our ministry. We also have hosts and hostesses that stand at the Welcome Center. So give them the gift bag. So we have many, many ways for you to get involved with this. If you've been coming to Northview for a while and you're trying to find a way to get plugged in, you got to get planted and so you can grow more, right? You got to get planted so you can build those relationships. So if you want to be a part of that, fill your name out and we will I will get in touch with you. Thank you. Good morning everybody. Look, it's over there in the corner in the back. See his hand go up? I don't even know his name, but that's my new friend right there. <laughs> John, we're in this together, all right? And you too. Right, okay. Um, good morning, everybody. I'm here to represent the um, ushers and the security team. Um, who are the first people y'all see when y'all first come to church in the morning? And it's a comfortable atmosphere because you usually see a smiling face, somebody that greets you and welcomes you and makes you feel welcome when you come into church. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? So with that being said, by all means, if you want to become an usher or you're interested and you want to find out more about being an usher, by all means, sign your name on the sheet and I will contact you to talk to you about that so that we can give you more information so that you will want to join and be an usher.
Also, normally when you're looking at the ushers, you see just guys. So we have been discussing this for probably about two years now about actually opening this up and actually opening it up for ladies also. So if you are a lady that will be interested in joining the usher team, by all means, sign your name up on it and we'll talk to you about that also. Now, security, something totally different. Um, um, in, the world, in the world that we live in today, it's, it's kind of different. It's kind of different in the world that we live in today. Um, for the last couple of years, we've had some incidents around the world that has pushed us to actually have a security team. So for, for all of you who don't know, once service starts, then our building is pretty much locked down. And then we're actually sitting out here monitoring everything that goes on. So a lot of times people don't see me in service, it's because we're outside doing those, those things. Um, and so, Blair, um, the security team is here. And a security team, the security team right now has a limited amount of members. So with that being said, if you are interested in doing security also, then again, come and talk to me, and then we'll work through all that stuff. That security has a little bit more ramifications than, than Usher. So we'll have to do a, little bit, do a little bit more to actually get you on the security team. Okay, so with either of those teams, please come sign up on the, sh on the sheet outside, and we will most definitely sit down and talk with you, get together with you, talk with you, and give you more information on, about each and every, each of those ministries, okay? Fly, eagles, fly. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, we're trying. <laughs> we're working on it. How's everyone doing? Yeah, man. Let me ask some questions. Uh, how was the music today? Is the music okay? Did you guys have words up there so y'all can see the words and, and sing along? Yeah. Did you see any, any singers have their microphones cut off or the battery run dead or anything like that? No? No? Let me ask some more, some more questions. The Sunday when you weren't feeling great, were you able to sit at home and, and watch the service and, and hear the message and everything? Have you ever seen one of those pastor snippets on, uh, on Facebook? A, a few minutes of encouragement that you can share along to other people who might need it? Have you ever seen an event on Facebook that you didn't know about? It's like, oh yeah, like the soaking service or like the cross point, ser point service, something you missed in church but you saw it on Facebook you're like, oh, yeah, I got to go to that. Yeah? Well, a lot, of, a lot of work goes into making that stuff happen. And, uh, you know, we have a, a big tech team with the, the streaming team, the sound engineers, the people who do the lights and the words, the Facebook. And, uh, and you know, it takes people to do that. You have, you have two, basic, um, you have two basic things that you work as a church and one is the actual physical church here and here we have to be set up so that as we bring in people as we go out and witness and bring people to our church people can sit in here and enjoy the worship enjoy the singing follow along listen to the message without everything going wrong you know if you're sitting here and, and it's squealing or, or microphones going dead or you, one instrument's too loud like maybe the piano I don't know uh, it, it's just, it, it breaks your attention and you can't pay attention, you, you, you can't focus on what's going on. 
And so you have a lot of people who are working really hard just to make sure you don't really notice them, <laughs> that everything can be focused on where it's focused. But also, uh, you know, we can't just sit here in the church and expect people to come to us, you know. God told us to go out in the Great Commission. He said to go out and, and make disciples. And yes, we go out to the community. We have, uh, we have missionaries and, and people that go out and do that work. And we, we put a lot of time and effort into that. But also, there are tools. And, uh, and, and the world has created a lot of these tools. And they use these tools like uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, streaming, all, er everything that you find on the internet. And they're using these tools really well. We as a church and, and, and we as a people, we have to use these tools better than the world is using these tools. And so 10 years ago, you know, you wouldn't have these streaming services and, and um, so much focus on the, the equipment and the sound and everything that's going out. But today we have to. We're competing with the world. And we have to do what we can to win souls. And we're getting testimonies from people who are not here, who are not near here, watching, uh, watching our streams and watching our live services. And, uh, and, and giving their hearts to God, we're getting those testimonies coming in. And the better job that we do, kind of like in church, the better job that these guys do, the more you can focus on what's important and the more you can you know, you know, get into the atmosphere, uh, the word, and the music. So the better job that we do with the streaming, the more the people out there watching can do that and the more it can touch someone. And so that being said, we... we we do have a good-sized team, but we're, we always need people. We always knew, need volunteers. And like Ms. Lee says, many hands make light work. I know you all have heard that one. And so um, if, you, if you like computers, if you like music or sound or, or anything in that, in that realm, uh, feel free to sign up and let us know what you're into. That way we can put you in the appropriate department and, and ministry. And, uh, and, and God will use this stuff to minister to people that we would not otherwise get to minister to. Thank you. Thank you. Would y'all put your hands together one more time? Just give these folks some love today for sharing their heart, these aspects of ministry that they are involved in. Has anybody watched any football lately? All right. Now, now if you don't know anything about football, I, I can understand that. But some of some of y'all do, and even if you don't, let me tell you this. All right. For example, yesterday the Duke Blue Devils lost a football game. I just thought I'd throw that out. Since Becky, since Becky Jackson was nice enough to text me as soon as North Carolina lost last night. <clears throat> but here's the thing, guys. On a football team, and congratulations to Scots on their win Friday night. <laughs> on a football team, here's the deal. You've got one team, but on that team, you've got a bunch of different teams. You've got a defensive team, like linebackers are on defense, right? So you've got your defensive team, You've got your offensive team. You've got a kicking team, punt team, receiving team. All of these teams make up one team. Here at Northview Harvest Ministries, we have 
a bunch of different teams that make up one big team. And here's the thing. The one big team does better when every individual team that makes it up plays better. So if you want to know anything, I think I'm going to switch mics so I can free my hands up, Jonathan. Let me get my, my switch on here. There we go. Yeah, it helps when you got power turned on, doesn't it? <clears throat> so, nursery, junior church, children's church, Royal Rangers, girls ministries, Restoring Hope, which is your outreach center, even though they have their own 501c3 tax exempt status, that's still your outreach ministry. Mm-hmm. Care leaders, ushers, security, tech, these teams, all these little teams make one big team. And even more, there's a whole lot more to it than that. We could go into teachers, we could go into the Christian education department, discipleship ministries. There's a whole bunch that goes on here at Northview Harvest Ministries. And so if anybody ever scratches their head and say, you know, I just don't believe that man's hearing from God. There ain't no way Jesus would put football helmets and all this stuff up in the house of the Lord. Yes, he would. If it will help you see something and realize something, he'd put more stuff than we got in here. In fact, the religious crowd didn't like Jesus so much, they killed him. But I'm packing and I ain't Jesus, so you better keep that in mind. <laughs> it's good to have my cousin Ann from uh, Charlotte today. Hey, Ann. <laughs> She might be packing too. She just wouldn't want to be on security. I don't know, man. <laughs> but folks, look, the whole thing with this, if I could put anything in a nutshell from the last four weeks would be this. Why did we do this Get In The Game series? Because I wanted to get to this point right here to show you that it takes everybody to make this ministry work. And if we are gonna move forward from where we are, then it's gonna take more hands on deck. See, here's the thing, guys. One thing we need to keep in mind, the moment that we get satisfied or comfortable, you immediately start going backwards. You can't ever let up. I'm gonna say that again. You cannot ever let up. There's always got to be a looking forward and a moving forward and a push to keep going forward. My wife loves me, even though I agronoy her greatly. And one thing about my personality is, is this, and, and she would tell you this. I've learned, you know, the Bible says, whatsoever state you are in, therein to be content. A lot of people think that you get content in everything. You can be content and not be satisfied. All right, I'm gonna rewind that and do it again. Ready? You can be content and not be satisfied. I am content 
where I am, I am content where we are as a church and I thank God for blessing this house and, and, and he is blessing it indeed, but I am not satisfied where we are. Why am I not satisfied where we are? Because statistically, 50% of Scotland County is unchurched and unsaved. And until we're running three or four or five services on the weekend, one service on Saturday night, and maybe three or four services on a Sunday morning, having a service, letting people get out, and letting the next group in and having another service, until we are having to do that out of necessity, then can I tell you, we're not there yet. And here's another thing to keep in mind. You can, you can look at the rosters of our teams. Like when, when, uh, when we had the nursery training the other day, and by the way, there's also, if you'll notice on, in your bulletin, there's a free CPR training coming up. There's a sign-up sheet for that. There's a whole table of sign-up sheets out there today, y'all. All right? But when y'all had that nursery training the other, the other Saturday morning, and uh, after we had that engaged service, a bunch of people signed up for the nursery, man. You know, most churches lament, we can't get anybody to do the nursery, where, where, where? Well, so we just put this thing out and say, hey, we need help with this. And you know what? People stepped up to the plate, and now we have a plethora of nursery workers. But here's the thing, if we took that roster of that team, if we took everybody's name on that team, that's not enough to do where we've got to go. I want you to turn around and ask somebody, are you willing to help do what we've got to do to get to where we gotta get to? Can you get all that? Are you willing to do what we've got to do to get to where we've gotta get to? All right, our faith statement. We are. Word ready. We will not be denied. Somebody give the Lord a praise if you believe that today. I will not be denied and in Jesus' name I will do everything not somehow but triumphantly. Now let me go ahead and tell you something. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna be very transparent here, okay? This, this series of sermons that, that we've done from the uh, God's Dime Package, the first message, which was all about intercede, interpose, intercept. It's, it was all about God's dime packages. The dime package defense is there to shut down the enemy when he's trying to get down the field quick. The devil's time is running out and he's trying to do all that he can quick and we are here to get up in his grill. All right? So then Pastor Michael Hunt preached the Sunday that we were out of town on Mr. Irrelevant and what a powerful message he did and what a powerful object lesson he did with, with, uh, with the big burly boys up here standing, right? Right? Tell them something, dude. You feel comfortable standing behind those big guys when they were blocking for you, when they were in position? Yeah, so should we be, right? Were you feeling a little intimidated when those guys standing there in front of you, coming at you? Billy, come on now, all right? There's been fixing to be a little pushing going on. And when God gets to pushing, what was it? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you'll worship and the Word. When those five things get to pushing in front of you, God will make a way. And it doesn't matter if you're like David, Mr. Irrelevant, that nobody wanted, nobody had any confidence in, nobody saw anything in his future, but God did. God will make a way where there is no way. Tailgate. Wow. 
Everything revolves around relationship. And I don't know about anybody else, I had a blast with Tailgate Sunday last week. And today, we're gonna be looking at synergy, but I've gotta be transparent here. I didn't come up with this by myself. You ready? I'm part of a team in the South Carolina Conference. There's about 10 of us, and we pray, and we get together about once a month and we meet in Florence and we meet in a room at Compassion Church in a little back room that you have to look for. Because first time I went there, I finally had to call somebody and say, where are y'all at in this place? I saw the cars, but I couldn't find them. It's in a little back room. And guess what we do? We get in there and we minister to one another. These other pastors and leaders, we pray for one another, we share, we deal with the ministry aspect first to one another, and then we sit down with pens and papers and we got a big old marker board on the wall and we start asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit speak to us, Holy Spirit speak through us, and we just start jotting down ideas on that board. We'll write down about five ideas and then we'll sit there and look at those and think on those, pray over those for a little bit, and we just start marking out, well, this is a good idea, but we we don't feel like this is what God wants right now. Maybe down the road until we come up with what's the final one left on the board and about three or four months back, the final one left on the board for September was game day. Now my wife, when I first started going to these meetings, she was like, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that sermon planning stuff. You know, that's, you, you gotta be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And that's what I first thought about it too till I got in, in the midst of it. But you know what? Out of all 10 to 12 people that are part of this group, not all 10 of us have preached this series the same way. The Holy Ghost has, has custom fitted for each ministry where they are in leadership over. Amen? And, and now we all, Kim and I both, I, I love going. And I've got to begin be down there Tuesday to see what the Lord is saying for us for later on in the year or the first of next year. But you want to hear something else? The ministries and the ministers that are participating in this, God is doing such a big thing that the host pastor is being called into a denominational setting and they're wanting to use the group that we've been doing for over a year and they're wanting to start groups like that all over the country inside our denomination because it's going so good. Let's give the Lord a praise, can we? Hey, it's all God. Look at somebody say, it's all God. Y'all don't forget to get your pictures taken outside at the photo wall there. Go ahead and hit that uh, locator. Today I'm gonna talk to you for just a few moments about synergy, and I'm gonna move rather briskly, so I need you to keep up with me. What is synergy? Synergy is the interaction or uh, cooperation of two or more organizations, substances, or other agents to produce an effect to produce a combined effect. Everybody shout, to produce. produce. I don't, uh, can I talk for a minute? I'm gonna talk to Rolando since he was up here last, all right? Rolando, I'm sick and tired of talk that doesn't produce. I don't wanna hear, I don't wanna be around people that's all shake and no bake. I don't want to hear about churches or paradigms or programs or ministries or ideas that do not produce. I need to be involved with stuff that produces. It is in my DNA. I've got to be involved with something that produces. If it's not producing, I'm going to tell you what. How many of y'all been, 
and I, I've just switched offices, but how many of y'all know in my little office, there's swords hanging all on that wall in there, right? Big swords, little swords, and I'm gonna tell you what, I will not hesitate to take one of those swords off and cease the mooing of a sacred, sacred cow in a heartbeat. The problem with the church in America is we have embraced sacred cows that do not produce and leaders have tiptoed around them for so long and we need to cease the mooing of those suckers. Listen, we need to produce fruit for the glory of God. Look at somebody say, I'm gonna produce some fruit for Jesus. Listen, I'm gonna produce my character, my attitude, my passion, my zeal, my faith, my witness. I am going to produce for Jesus Christ. And for this synergy right here, when you get two or more things together and they have this combined effect, they produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. Let me give you an example of this if we're not following. These big old giant horses right here are called Belgium draft horses. Anybody ever heard of a Belgium draft horse? I had not really till I read this article years ago. And if you want to look them up, these horses are so powerful, Pastor Faye, that even Hitler used them when the Jeeps and everything that was hauling equipment and artillery, when the Jeeps and stuff were getting, and their trucks were getting bogged down, Hitler knew how powerful these things were. He sent and got hundreds and hundreds of Belgium draft horses to actually haul the heavy equipment. Now here's the thing about a Belgium draft horse. One can pull, oh, that's supposed to be pull, excuse me, one can pull 8,000 pounds. Four tons, one horse can pull four tons. So how much can two pull? Well, you would think if one can pull eight, then two can pull two times eight. But when you get these horses together, two Belgium draft horses, they don't pull 16,000 pounds, they pull 22,000 pounds. Because there's something that happens in the mindset and the synergy of these two horses when they get together. But get this. If they are trained by the same voice from the time they're ponies, they can pull up to 32,000 pounds together. So one can pull 8,000, you put another one with it, it can pull 22. But if you get these two when they're little tiny ponies and the same guy or the same gal trains them, when, when they know to hear the pull command or whatever, or they hear the trainer's voice that, that's encouraging them or telling them to go, then when, look, they can pull up to 32,000 pounds. That's what synergy does. Synergy helps you do more with somebody else together than you could ever dream of doing by yourself. And can I tell you right now, Kim, toss me my cell phone over here, would you? Just throw it. Or don't hit Pastor Faye, never mind. Y'all see this right here? Never before in American history have we been so connected with other individuals yet so disconnected from other humanity. Do I need to say that again? Never before in human history with this, with these things, smart iPads, smart devices, we are in touch with the entire world. We can reach out and touch somebody if they're across the room or if they're on the other side of the world. We can reach out and touch somebody. We have never been more connected yet disconnected as human beings with other human beings. 
In fact, we are so messed up by these things right now that some folk cannot socially relate. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I believe that's a trick of the devil. Can I talk to that for just a minute? Can I talk about tricks of the devil? Can I tell you right now the devil is defeated? Can I tell anybody in this room that because of the cross of Jesus Christ, the life he gave and the blood he shed, that if you are born again, if you're blood bought, if you have asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and to forgive you of your sins, do you understand what Jesus did on the cross was more than enough, not just to free you from sin, but he will break the power of sin off of your life? Now the devil, listen, now the devil doesn't want you to hear the gospel and, and if you get that point that you can be forgiven he, he doesn't like that but he'll settle with that but he doesn't want you to know this Jesus just didn't come to forgive you of sin he came to break the power of sin mm-hmm. now the devil's a tricky devil so listen now in 2020 anybody remember that beautiful year in 2020 I believe the devil tried to mask and isolate the church. I'm gonna say that again. He tried to mask and isolate the church. You know why? Because the enemy's tactic is to divide and destroy. If that's his tactic, then let me tell you something. God is always the exact opposite of what the devil is. Or should I backtrack on that? Because the devil is antichrist, he's the exact opposite of what God's gonna be doing. So if we see this, this attempt or these tactics of the adversary, God's not doing anything to, to recompense what he's doing. No, he's mocking God. He's imitating what God's doing, and if he's gotta do it backwards, it'll be opposite. So if the enemy is trying to divide and destroy, God's tactic is to unite and conquer. That's why Jesus said any city or any nation or any people that's divided against itself will fall. And that's why I'm gonna tell you right now, Republicans, Democrats, white, black, racial prejudice, injustice, all that mess is coming from the devil and he's just trying to get us at odds. He's just trying to destroy us. He wants to get us divided. But can I get a witness from anybody in here? I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, I'm Jesus first, you know what? And if you're Jesus first, then I'm gonna love you. I don't care what part you are, I don't care what your skin color is, I don't care what your socioeconomic status is, we're together in Christ and nothing's gonna separate that. So where the enemy tried to mask us and isolate us, I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, 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 what's his name, the prophet Kent, is it Christmas? He gave a prophecy a few days ago that God is about to muzzle the devil. Where the enemy tried to mask the church, he's about to muzzle the devil. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I wanna add a little Tim Hodgesism onto that. Not only is he gonna muzzle him, he's gonna put his behind to flight. So when I was listening to Kent Christmas on that on a YouTube video, I was praying in the spirit and here's what I felt the Lord say. I felt the Lord remind me of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and I believe it's verse seven where the, where the, the, the the, Moses said this, he said that the enemy will come at you one way, but because of God's blessings on you, because you are obedient to the word of the Lord, listen now, he said the enemy will come at you one way, but God will make him a treat in seven different ways. Come on, somebody. You know what that means? That means that it is, listen, seven is a number of complete, so it's gonna be a complete retreat. I wish somebody would give the Lord a praise up in here today. 
So whatever the enemy's been trying to do against you, I'm gonna tell you right now, stay focused in the word. Come on, y'all, stay on a team. Stay involved. Keep those relationships going in the body of Christ and watch the anointing of God come and God will release his angels and God will release anointing and God will release courage. And I'm gonna tell you right now, God is about to put the enemy to flight. Now, if you all scared of what's going on in the world system, and if you're watching, if you're letting Fox News and CNN dictate your gospel, then you're gonna be in trouble and you're gonna be full of fear and you're gonna be full of intimidation and you're gonna be full of worry and anxiety. But I'm gonna tell you what, my, my gospel comes from this right here. And I read the end of the book and I know how it's gonna end. Come on, somebody. And I end, let me, let me talk to y'all just a minute. Y'all understand when the Bible refers to the church, When he refers to the church, he refers to us as the bride of Christ. In fact, the book of the Revelation, it's not Revelations plural. I know y'all get tired of hearing me say that, but I need to say that in case anybody gets confused. It's not the Revelations of end time events. It's not the Revelations of animals and creatures and seals and all this stuff being broken and chaos happening in the earth. No, you gotta get to the end of the book. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Listen, listen. But when you read the book, it's about the revelation of Christ and his church, the bride. The marriage supper of the lamb is kind of like the climax. See, we like to think sometimes the climax is the devil getting thrown into the lake of fire forever. But Pastor Faye, the climax is the marriage supper. Listen, listen, let me, let me bring it a little closer at home. Some people are not getting that. Like, come here, baby, come here, come here, come here, come here. I ain't gonna do nothing to embarrass you, I promise, I promise. Oh, she wearing Dallas and it looking good too. All right, she says she got to represent. She don't care about them, but she's going to represent, all right? I won last week. <laughs> wow, she knew that. Probably because I was hollering last week. But anyway, <laughs> listen, listen. August 17th, 1985, we got married. She became my wife. Up to the weeks before that, she was my engaged fiance. If you would have messed with her, listen, if you would have messed with her on August the 16th, the day after we got married, I would have tore your head off. Oh. <laughs> we got married on August 17th. If you'd have messed with her on August 18th, 19th, 20th, or on uh, September 25th, 2020, I will still probably hurt you. Because she's my wife. She is under the covering of my wing as her husband. And she knows that. And she can walk confidently in life knowing that. That in spite of all of my imperfections, ain't nobody gonna mess with her. If you would have messed with her when we got married on the 17th, if you would have messed with her on the 16th, 15th, 14th, 13th, or even the July before, I would have still messed you up. (laughs) Probably more then than I would now because then I was a work in progress. You know why? Because even though we were not married yet, we were already engaged to one another. And in my heart, she was my bride. She was the bride of Tim. We didn't have rings yet, 
We hadn't signed out a marriage paper yet, but in my heart, and in all effect, she was the bride of Tim. Now, if Tim is gonna take care of Kim, then how much more is Christ gonna take care of the bride? Thank you, baby. Because see, any man that is worth his salt not gonna let anybody mess with his wife. Come on, somebody. And you don't have to be violent about it, but you can sure stand your ground, but if push comes to shove, I can shove and push. I'm just being real now. Here, listen to me. Here's the thing. If I'm gonna do that for my bride, how much more is Christ gonna do that for his bride, the bride of Christ, the church? And so when we look at what God is doing in the earth, we need to understand God is doing everything because of that, because the church is his bride. And when he comes back, he's coming back after a church that is full of glory. He's not coming back after a bride that, that her garment, her wedding garment, instead of being white and beautiful and perfect, he's not coming back after somebody that's been rolling around in the mud or rolling around in the hay. Come on, somebody. He's not coming back after a bride that's been torn, raped, pillaged, and bruised, and beaten, and torn up. He's coming back after a church that is full of glory. So can I tell you that? He is covering his church. We are under his wing today. Can I talk to anybody in this room? And because we are the church, the bride of Christ, we need to believe that God is going to show himself strong in, through, and to his church. Now, I, I, need, to, I need to share my heart just a minute. Can I do that? I think I've been doing that already, but now I need to, now I need to, I need to give you something here. I need, I'm gonna share with you two things, me as a preacher and me as a leader. I need to let you know where we're going. All this week has been to get you with a team mindset and a team concept that we have got to grasp as a ministry. See, for too long, ministries have been driven by personalities or individuals in America. But if we understand for us to be able to fulfill what we're going to do by the way, I can email y'all this in the next slide if you would like for me to later. You can get pictures of it. But this is me as a preacher. This is Tim, all right? As a preacher, I want to receive fresh, inspired, and inspiring revelation from heaven. I'm not going on sermons.com late on Saturday night and getting a word, y'all. I'm walking tenderly in the presence of the Lord to hear his voice every single day. I want to adequately communicate those things under the anointing of the Holy Ghost in such a way that will produce faith and incite an insatiable hunger for a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want people to look to me, only at me as I point them to God. What do I mean in that last line? See, too many times you catch preachers and, and they want to be the big dog. They want everybody looking at them. It's, it's, you know, they've, they've, got a, they've got, it feeds their ego. I don't want my ego fed. I've done enough to kill my ego. 
Come on, I'm dead in myself and I'm alive in Christ. Can I get a witness here? Listen now, I need to, I need to give you this. With, with, with pastors, preachers, and leaders, there are three things. I want you to write this down because this is not on the slide, all right? Write this down. Preacher, pastor, and leader. Because we often call all of those the same thing and they're not the same thing. We may call a pastor a, a, a pastor because he or she is over a church and there may not be a pastor or bone body, a bone in their body. Because see, a pastor nurtures sheep. A pastor cares for people. Mom and Pop gave me a book years ago, been one of my favorite books. You ever had one of those, one book, uh, one of those books, you may have several of them, but it's one that you pull out about every year or so and just read it again. And you've marked it up every time you read it, you mark something different. They gave me a book by Lynn Anderson years ago and the title of it is They Smell Like Sheep. Rock my world, revolutionized my mind as far as ministry is concerned. So if you ever see me, if any of you have been following me on Facebook for years, you may see I'll check in at Lexington Medical Hospital or Baptist Hospital, downtown Columbia, and I'd put smelling like sheep. Because you know what? If a pastor doesn't smell like sheep, he's not a pastor. He's not a shepherd. And sometimes sheep stink. And sometimes you gotta get messy into trenches with the sheep. And if you're not a pastor, you're either gonna dislike that, you'll dislike that person, you'll get an attitude, and it'll show. Then you got some folk, you ever heard a pastor? Ever heard them called preacher? That was a good message, preacher. Because see, every pastor can't preach, and every preacher can't pastor. See, a preacher can preach. Man, you could put them out on a street corner and they could preach stuff like T.D. Jakes could be throwing down, but they can't pastor people worth a foot. They don't really like people. They just want to preach. They're just looking for an opportunity to preach. There's more to ministry than just preaching. In fact, what I'm doing right now is probably about, about that much of my life. People are about that much. And then there's a third thing, though, that we've often forgotten about in the 21st century church, and that's a leader. Lots of times you've had pastors that love people but can't lead. They don't have a vision. You talk to them about vision. Where's your church going to be at in two years or five years? And they sit there and say, what? Well, let me tell you something. If you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. So sometimes you've got pastors that can love people, shepherd people, tend to people, can't preach a lick. I think Pop said it one time like this. He said he knew a guy that couldn't preach himself out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> but you know what? I've seen pastors that have stayed at churches for a long time because they had a heart for people. And, and their preaching on a scale from one to 10 might've been a two but their love for people outweighed their inadequacies for preaching. Now, if I had to choose a pastor between a pastor and a preacher, I'll take a pastor any day. Because a preacher that love, just wants to preach and doesn't love people, he'll leave a blood trail wherever he goes. And he'll be there for about, he'll be one of those preachers that goes somewhere about every two years he's moving. 
because he goes through his repertoire of hot little sermons he pulls out of the file cabinet and after that he hits a brick wall and he has an established relationship and I'm gonna move on from there. And folks, listen, once in a blue moon, you'll find a man or a woman that God has blessed with the traits of a pastor, a preacher, and a leader in one package. And there's two of them right there. A pastor, a preacher, and a leader. In both Kenneth and Joyce Blees. follow if there's anything in my heart I want to be the best I can be by God's grace I want to be a great pastor I want to be a great preacher and I want to be a great leader so if you would just allow me to share this briefly me as a leader I didn't get this off of Google I got this off of God as a leader for myself for Tim Hodge my calling is this. At Northview Harvest Ministries, I want to create systems. What is a system? A system is a team. Every one of these teams that I've mentioned today is a system. I want to create systems or teams, cultures, and environments. Rolando said today when he was up here, I like to call it like this. When we come in on Sunday morning, how many of y'all know there are no such thing as church fairies? You know, we come in on we come in on Sunday morning because they were down here on Saturday night flying around with little wings and magic wands going ding, 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 getting everything lined up. I counted one day and counting nursery, children's church, media, praise team, all the other children's church and everything's going on behind the scenes. We have anywhere from 40 to 50 people on a Sunday morning. Lots of them, you'll never see them but they're working the work of the ministry. That's a system, that's a team. And, and when I was mentioning what Rolando said, you know, when we come together and we've got all this thing, all this beautiful presentation, this atmosphere, I like to say it like this, we have set the table. We've set the table. When you come into worship, the worship team is setting the table. When I stand up before you, I want to stand up here. Look, if I don't have a word from God, I'm gonna stand up here and say, y'all, God ain't gave me nothing. Y'all go get some ice cream. I'll see y'all later. And we'll go. I know some of y'all be thinking, I wish the Lord would quit talking, nigga. That man wearing me out. But anyway, <laughs> listen, as a leader, I want to create systems, cultures, teams, and environments. Get this, y'all. Not for the sake of doing it, but they are charged and teeming with the Spirit of God. I want to facilitate moments that will cause people to go, aha, as they come to the realization of new and greater spiritual truths. That's what I want this place to be whenever anybody comes on this campus. 
I want to help facilitate that as a leader. Now, look at these things right here. What's the common denominator? VCRs, flip phones, answer machines, floppy disks, movie rental stores, phone books, landlines, and church. What's the common denominator? You ready? They started great and ended lousy. How many of y'all remember your first VCR? How many of y'all remember going to the movie store? How many of y'all remember you sitting there watching that movie and you had to rewind it for five minutes to watch it all over again? You know, y'all remember, especially if you had kids, right? I remember when we had kids and they watched The Lion King, man, you had to say, oh, we don't watch it again, mommy, we don't watch it again. And you had to sit there for it to rewind it, you gotta play it again. And how many of y'all remember the first time you ever heard of a thing called a DVD? And then you kick the VCR to the curb, right? To get a DVD player. Flip phones. Now my mama's got a flip phone, y'all. <laughs> Lord have mercy, she got a track phone. It's a flip phone. So she called me the other day because when we set it up, I thought we had set it up to do the recurring, you know, the dealer put the minutes on there. And uh, undoubtedly we didn't, so I was over there, y'all. And look, I had flipped that thing up and I caught myself, kept reaching up there, touching the screen. <laughs> I, if I'm lying, I'm frying, you know, because you got to do that little button to go navigate. I didn't ever have a flip phone. I'm like, those things make me preacher cuss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but honest to goodness, every time it was like yes or no, instead of navigating with that little button, I kept reaching up. I was like, oh, God, that's not touch screen. <laughs> flip phones, floppy disks. Oh, man. Here's one thing, y'all. These things up here, They'll still work. Yeah, you can find them in antique stores and thrift stores and stuff like that. Uh, phone books, a landline. Y'all still got a landline? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Ready? All right, come here, Jeannie. Come here, come here, come here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Jeannie has a landline. How many of y'all still have a landline? Hold your hand up. All right. Taylor's having. Oh, hold it up one more time. Okay. Uh, all right, yeah, landline. Yes, we got a few. Yeah, good, very good. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this. Ready? Don't tell everybody else, but most folk that have a landline still are chronologically mature. <laughs> I ain't call you old. <laughs> most folks that have a landline, all right, some may have it for security, system or whatever, but most folks that still have a landline are chronologically matured. That's what they grew up with, that's what they, they had, and they're just accustomed to having it. Now you may have one and never talk on that thing the whole month, but it's there, all right? And you can have one and it works, but how many of y'all 30 years and under have a landline? Look around, all right? How many of y'all 30 years and younger have a cell phone? There's some folk lying before the Lord up in here. How many of y'all 30 years and under have a cell phone? You own a cell phone. Thank you. Did y'all get that text to give thing up there? I just wanted to be sure. Listen, folks. These are things that started out great. Started out with a bang. 
and had a lousy finish. Now, I got these off of a list of a book that I'm reading, and this guy included in that list, church. How many of y'all ever heard of the Cathedral of Notre Dame? Y'all know it burnt a few years ago? So I was doing a little research into this thing. How many of y'all know in the roof? Did y'all know it took 200 years to build that thing? Did anybody hear what I just said? They worked on that building about as long as we've been a country to build it. That's just the structure. That's not the ornate fixtures and everything inside. In fact, to get it completely finished, ornate doors, all the carvings, all of the, the uh, I started to say idols, but statues. <laughs> all the stained glass, listen to this. Can anybody like to guess how long it took to finish all that? Not 200, not 300, not 400, not 500, not 600. It took them 700 years to complete the Cathedral of Notre Dame. In the roof, in the roof, it had a lead roof. How many of y'all remember when it, when it burnt a few years ago? It had this big hole, the steeple or whatever, that one of those uh, things, it burnt, roof collapsed in. Did you know that up in that roof, they called it the forest. Anybody ever heard that? Because it had, they had to cut down. When they built that thing back in the 1200s, they cut down 13,000 oak trees and had lattice work of big oak beams up there to hold that big lead roof. And now, you know what? All around the Cathedral of Notre Dame, they, I think they've rebuilt it now from when it burnt. All around it, there are restaurants, there are coffee shops, and you know what? You could go out there, sit there, have your French roast coffee or whatever. You could drink coffee. Charles, we could go drink coffee. Carol, is that in Paris? Let's take a trip. You want to? I like coffee. You like coffee. You can sit outside and you can watch the Cathedral of Notre Dame and all day long people will go in there and they'll walk and they'll gawk and they'll squawk at all the stuff that took 700 years to build. But you know what? You know what is not going on inside the Cathedral of Notre Dame? There is no worship. You know what else is not going on? There's no salvation. You know what else is not going on? There's no deliverance. You know what else is not going on? There's no hope. There's no, there's no revitalization. There's no transformation. There's no changing of the nation of France itself. You know why? Because what is beautiful to the eye is barren in the spirit. And you know what's happening in America? We have found ourselves going through the motions of doing church and remaining barren, but not Northview Harvest Ministries. You know why? Because we want to birth. We want to have the beauty. We want to have the aesthetics, but we want the spirit of God to come in and change lives. Can I get a witness here? We don't want, in fact, I refuse what this brother said about the church in America, how it started it with a bang, but it's gonna end lousy. I'm gonna tell you what, not the church I'm giving leadership over, hallelujah, because I am persuaded that the same Jesus of 250 years ago that led the pilgrims and led our forefathers is the same Jesus, the same Holy Ghost. 
that I'm looking for today to send revival to this country. Hallelujah. Somebody say it's coming. Somebody shout, we gotta do it together. All right, let's bring this thing in for a landing. Leviticus chapter 26, verse eight. Five of you shall chase a hundred. We talk about synergy here where one person can do this amount, but two people can't do that amount. We can do exponentially more. Everybody say exponentially. Shout it again, exponentially. Listen, five of you shall chase a hundred. Five of you shall chase a hundred. That's what the scripture says. Five of you shall chase a hundred. Listen, you want to break that down? That's a ratio of one man will chase 20 people. Five will chase a hundred. One to 20. That means God said when my spirit comes on you and I empower you and I equip you in the day of battle, one of y'all going to whip 20 guys. And then look what it says. Five. Now we're not talking about flesh and blood now. Today in 2020, we're talking about spiritual, spiritual foes and spiritual war. Amen? Five of you shall chase a hundred. <coughs> And you shall put 10,000, and a hundred shall put 10,000 to flight. Look at here, here's synergy. One might could beat one, if that's in a natural. But God said, when I anoint you, I'm going to anoint you to beat 20, all right? When you come together with four other guys, four other gals, and you come together in agreement, and my spirit is there, I'm gonna show you how strong this can be. And then look what he says, and a hundred of you, not five, but a hundred will put 10,000 to flight. So that first example, it was one to 20. But if we get a hundred people flowing in the anointing, we get a hundred people with the same vision, a hundred people that are hearing the same thing from God, and a hundred people that are moving with what God has placed on their heart, God said, look here, in this hundred versus 10,000, one will put a hundred. See, we can do more together than we could ever do by ourselves. We need each other. Look at two people, tell them, I need you. Say it one more time, say, I need you. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 32, verse 30. How could one chase a thousand? That's one, ratio, one to a thousand. And then look what he says, and two put 10,000. Now we're talking about God's synergy right here. If one can chase a thousand, you would think two could chase 2,000. But listen here, folks. Let me talk to the church. Those Belgian draft horses got nothing on us when we're anointed by God, called by God, and obedient to God. He said when one puts a thousand or chases a thousand, he said two of y'all will put 10,000 to flight. And how can this happen? Unless the Lord their rock had sold them and surrendered them. I am not gonna be part of these stats right here, but this is what's happening in current USA. I refuse to participate. I refuse to participate. I refuse to participate. And I'm gonna hold on to what God is saying and I'm gonna hold on to what God is doing. This is us right here. We're gonna do something different. Are you ready? Are you ready? Four to 7,000 churches close every year. The percentage of self-professed Christians is down 13% over the last two decades. Self-professed, I'm gonna make a note on that. Less than 20% of Americans attend church regularly. With current trends, should the Lord tarry in 2050, if America's even standing after 2024, in 2050, the percentage of U.S. population attending church will be almost half of what it was in 1990. Look at somebody say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess with that. I want you to write this down. We were born for this. 
we were born for this. We were born for this, and this is my final thought for the day. God raises history makers in the worst of times. Is America in trouble? You better believe it. Is it kind of not in trouble though? You better believe it. How dare I say that? Because we here. Because we here. Can I get my musicians to come on up here with me for a little bit? You see this face? Ain't a bit of worry on it. Because you know what? In the book of Exodus, when Pharaoh was trying to wipe out God's people, God went all up under his nose. I'm gonna switch mics, guys. God went all up under his nose and had a little baby named Moses born. And 40 years later, then another 40 years later, and at the age of 80, he brought that kid back to Egypt and led two and a half to three and a half million Jews, Hebrews, out of slavery. Ladies, y'all still want in on this? And you still want in on this, what God's doing? Like the security team? Because you know what? God didn't just raise men. There's a man named Haman. Y'all remember him? He was calculative, manipulative, a politician of politicians. He had maneuvered with the king and, and just squeaked his way around stuff and he had an edict. He had a command, a mandate, had it signed by the king that they're gonna wipe out, they're gonna kill all the Jews in the entire world in one day. They're gonna line them up, kill them in every city. Forgot all about one girl. Anybody remember what her name was? Her name was Esther. She's the king's wife. And she was a, and her uncle came to her and he looked at her. He said, this is a Tim Hodge version if I was talking to my niece. Sweetie, you were brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. Listen, God's putting a team together here at Northview. You've been a great church. You are a great church. But I'm gonna tell you right now, as your leader, I'm about to, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you, we are about to go somewhere that we've never been before. We are about to accomplish some things that's been dreams in these people's hearts for a long time. And I'm gonna tell you what, we're about to see it come to pass. I've been telling you for years when I would come here, I would prophesy, I would release the word of the Lord that this ministry is a regional ministry to this entire region. It's not just for Laurenburg, North Carolina. 
It's not for Laurenburg, Wagram, and Maxton. It's for this entire region. It's for Scotland County. It is for Marlboro County. Come on, somebody. It's for Hope County. It's for Robinson County. There are other great churches and great leaders in those places. But I'm going to tell you what. God is stirring something in Northview that we're going to build and establish and birth by the Spirit of God. Would you stand to your feet with me? How many of y'all believe what I just told you? If you believe it, I want you to give the Lord a praise because it's Him that's going to do it. Except the Lord build the house. All this stuff up here to tell you this one line today. Everything we've said all month long would be for me to end it right here. All this stuff is about a team. And God's building a team right here. We can't be satisfied where we are. We've got to believe God for the more and the greater things. As long as there's a lost person in this county, let's not quit pushing. Would you bow your head with me today? How many of y'all believe Jesus Christ is Lord? Just shout out amen. amen. How many of y'all believe what he did on the cross? How many of y'all believe he lived, he died, he gave his life, he shed his blood, he died. They put him in that cross and three days later, put him in that tomb and three days later, he rose again. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. Now, if you're gonna be on this team, folks, let me tell you something. If you're gonna be on team Jesus, this is not Tim's team, this is not Northview's team, this is Jesus's team. If you're gonna be on his team, you can be on it at Northview, you can be on it at, at the Baptist church or the Methodist church or another church, but if you're gonna be on the team, you gotta understand it's his team. And if you're gonna be on the team, listen, listen, listen. This ain't everybody gets a trophy. You can't show up when you want to. You can't come in half-hearted. You can't serve him half-hearted. If you're gonna be on the team, it'd be like somebody being on the football team for Scotland and not showing up to practice for two weeks but then show up at the Richmond game wanting to play. Why? Because everybody gonna be at the Richmond game and you want to be seen. That ain't the way it works with Team Jesus. You gotta be diligent every day. You gotta hustle. You gotta sweat. You gotta have something in it. Not this Americanized little putrid rocking chair stuff that we got, we called church. Jesus said, if you wanna follow me, take up your cross and follow me. If you wanna live in your mind, you've gotta put yourself in position, I'm willing to die for Jesus Christ. My trust and my hope is in him. Bow your heads with me. Today, Heavenly Father, I ask you to touch every heart. I ask you to touch every life. I'm glad to be on your team, Lord. I would have served well as Mr. Irrelevant. When everybody else would have been picking a team to do ministry, I wouldn't have been picked. I was the lost boy. I was the most unlikely not to succeed but to ever be spiritual.
But Jesus, you saw something in me that nobody else saw. And I believe in here right now, there are some men and women that are wrestling with some things in their own heart. And I believe right now, Holy Spirit, that you are letting them know, I see something in you. You're letting people know, I see something in you. I'm gonna say that again. The Holy Ghost is talking to somebody right now. I see something in you that nobody else sees. And if you're in this room today and you can honestly say, Pastor Tim, I've been kind of in and out, wishy-washy. I hadn't really been where I need to be with God. I hadn't really been doing the things I need to be doing to be a faithful Christian to Christ. If that's you, right now, nobody's looking around. If you can honestly say, that's me, Pastor Tim, right there. I want you to raise your hand so I can pray with you today. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. I see hands up in this place today. Now you're group one. You can put your hand down, group one. How many of y'all in here today will say to me, Pastor Tim, I'm excited to be a part of Team Jesus. I'm excited to be a part of the team at Northview and I want to see God's will and God's kingdom established in and through this house. Would you raise your hand with me if you can say that today? All right, then here's what I'm gonna do. You're group two. Group one, I am right here on this floor. I'm right here with you and I am right here for you. I am waiting for you right now. If you raised your hand in group one, if you can honestly say, Pastor Tim, I need to get closer to God or whatever I need to do, I'm gonna come up to that altar and it's a new day. I'm gonna resign myself, I'm gonna give myself, I'm gonna surrender myself. Today, in a new way, I want more of Jesus. If that can be you, I want more of Jesus, then I am right here and I want you to step out from where you are and I want you to come to me and let me pray for you. All of you that raised your hands today, come on. Come on. Come on, that's what we're all about right here. That's what we're all about right here. That's what we're all about right here. That's what we're all about right here, y'all. That's all it takes, y'all, is a step. That's all it takes. Because you know what? Jesus is here. Hallelujah. 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 Now, group number two, when you raise your hands, I want you to follow suit. And I want you to come down here, and I want you to gather around us that are here. Those of you that just came up here, I want you to know this today. God loves you, and he has more for you than you've dreamed of to this point. And right now, for you guys that came down here first, I applaud you, I celebrate you. You're heroes today. And here's what I want you to do. We're gonna pray a prayer and I want you to mean it from the bottom of your heart. It's not gonna be some just lip service coming in your ears. I want you to say it and I want you to mean it. All right, I want you to just right now, I want you to say, Jesus, help me. Would you do that? Just right where you are, just right now where you are, just say that out of your mouth. Jesus, help me. And just tell him, I want to be who you want me to be, God. I've come down here, I've surrendered myself. I've taken a step, Lord, meet me. God, here I am. Just talk to him in your own way right now. I just want you to talk to him. 
Hallelujah. Charles, let's hit that oil up right there. I want y'all to just talk to him right now. Hallelujah. Just talk to him. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lay hands on my sister right now. And God, I just pray a new season and a new day. Hallelujah. I pray the power, the person, and the presence of the Holy Ghost. Josh, I want you to step up behind her right here. God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray you to open heaven over her. And God, I pray you to bring liberty and freedom to her that she's never experienced before. I pray joy to flood her soul today. In the name of Jesus, this is a new day. and This is a new time. Hallelujah. God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray right now a fresh, fresh move of your spirit right now. Hallelujah to move on this young man, that you would show yourself strong, Lord God, in his behalf. Let the passion, let the fire, let the presence of God fill every aspect of his soul today in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. God, I pray, I know you've got giftings and callings, I know you've got specific things that you deposited in him from his mother's womb, he had it inside of him. And God, I just pray it to come in fullness, hallelujah. We've seen it there, Lord, in glimmers, but I pray it to bear, burn and consume like a fire inside of him, hallelujah. And God, over my brother today, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as he's come to submit himself before you at this altar today, God, I pray a new season and I pray a new day, Lord God. I pray you to open his heart. I pray you to open his eyes and open his ears to see you, to hear you, Lord, to feel you like never before as you, that he would feel you fill up him, Lord God. Oh, in the name of Jesus and God, the things that you placed in his heart, Lord, I pray that you cause them to multiply and to magnify in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, Holy Ghost, that you're coming in to fill him fresh today, Lord God. Let peace and joy reign in his heart, Lord God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, over my sister today, in the name of Jesus, I release anointing right now. And I declare fresh all anointing, for the Lord would say the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. I pray the kingdom of God, I pray the very glory of God to feel every essence of who and what you are. Hallelujah. The Lord would say to you, Beverly, he says, I've seen you in your secret places. I've seen places that no one else has seen. I've seen your tender places. I've seen your broken places. But the Lord would say, I am the glory and the lifter up of your head. Hallelujah. Anointed today. To open up a new season, hallelujah. To open up a new season, hallelujah. Another chapter in the book of you. Fresh fire from heaven. Fresh fire from heaven. 
Somebody give him some praise up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want somebody, if you came up here in group two, that you said, God, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this ministry. I'm glad to be a part of this house. I'm glad to be a part of Team Jesus at Northview. I just want you to lift your hands up toward heaven. And here's what I want. I want this to be your prayer, your heart cry, however it comes out. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Come on, your own way right now. You just talk to God about that right now. Here am I, God. Here am I, Lord. Use me. And I want you to spend a moment with God and just let that marinate, marinate in the deepest part of your spirit right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just press in for a minute, y'all. Your name. Yeah. Vicki, can you pull us up the words of that song right there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise team, any of y'all still here? Let's do it. Let's just press in for a moment. Let the Holy Ghost just birth this word deep in your soul. The fresh ground, hallelujah. The rich soil of your soul, your spirit today. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Your name. Your name is power. Your name. Come on, Jesus. Your name. Your name is life. Hallelujah. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn light. Hallelujah. I want some of y'all to make your way over here and just show some love to these folks that took a step to press in deeper with God today. Would y'all do that? Just come give them some love and let them know you're proud of them today. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Break every strong Shine through the, the shadows. shadows. Hallelujah. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Oh, Jesus in the streets. Jesus. over you. I speak the holy name. Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over
on, y'all. Let it be an anthem. Hallelujah. Jesus. Break every Sing that one more time. Hallelujah. Y'all know back in the day on television shows used to have a little thing at a commercial break or when that episode was over, it would say, stay tuned, more to come. Can I tell you today, stay tuned, sensitive, there's more to come. Father God, today in the name of Jesus, I bless these good people. I thank you for what you've done and the folks that came up here in this group number one. I thank you for the doors that you've opened up to them, the things in the spirit that you've unlocked to them. And I thank you for the other folks that came up here and said, Lord, here am I, use me. I'm just glad to be a part of the team of what you're doing to impact families and lives and individuals and communities and regions in the earth to lift up Jesus and to see the Holy Spirit draw people to him. We're not here to be fancy. Quite the contrary. We're here to be real simple. We're just going to spread a table of worship and word and set an atmosphere to draw people to Jesus and to have systems to help them grow in their faith. And we're not going to get any more difficult than that. We love you, Jesus. I love you. And I thank you for saving me. And I thank you, Lord God, for what you've started in these folks in their lives today in a new season and a new day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace, shalom, well-being, faring well, success, and tranquility. In Jesus' name, I bless you as you go. Hallelujah. Don't forget the sign-up sheets on the table out there, folks. Please stop. Ask the Holy Spirit what he wants you to be involved in. And you can feel free to sign up. I bless y'all today. I love y'all in Jesus' name. If you've got hats or sports stuff,